Okay, I've got a question for you. When you look out of your window in the morning, how do you know whether it's windy or not? You see the leaves blowing, brilliant. Anyone else, any other ideas? What if there's no leaves to blow, yep. You see the trees blowing, moving around, don't you? Anything else? Yeah? Sound of the wind. You can sometimes hear the sound of the wind, whistling or, or rustling things. Yeah, so we don't, do you actually see the wind? Do you see the wind? No, you don't see the wind, do you? We only see the effects of the wind. The trees moving about, the waves, the, the waves on the sea, we're looking at the sea, um, the, leaf, um, the branches of the trees and so on. Uh, and actually, um, in at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, um, it came and it made, um, the first time, it made a rushing sound of noise, like a rushing wind, it said. So it sounded like the wind was really blowing into the place. And it said that's because the Holy Spirit came. Now, we see the power of wind. Um, so we've got a competition for you. So um, we've got a card standing up here. Um, and I want to see who can make the card fall over from the furthest distance away. Okay, so who wants to have a go? Who wants to have a go first go? Okay, Joshua? I think we should start with anyone younger first before we go. <laughs> no, they're all going to try. Okay, Joshua, so choose how far away you want to stand. You're going to go that far? Good. Okay, yeah, you start there. Great, you did that. Amazing, so all that distance, and he <laughs> didn't even touch it, okay. Does anyone else want to have a go? Yeah, do you want to come up? So I think you stood about there. You're saying a bit closer. <laughs> oh, good. Right, okay, good buff. Anyone want to have a go and try and stand further away? Yeah, okay. Um, well, should we start with younger ones? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well done. Okay, you, this one, and then we'll start two of the two older ones. <laughs> let, let me get it standing up first. Hey. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. Rachel and um, who's going to go first? Esme or Rachel? Esme. How far are you going to stand back? Right there, okay. No? <laughs> you, you'll be closer if you like. No? <laughs> Not enough um, Okay, Rachel. It shook. <laughs> Just creeping forward. Oh, okay, okay. I've been about the same as everyone else, but yeah, well done. Okay. Um, I, I was, I was going to see if anyone was clever and try a different approach, which is um, come back here and go like this. Oh, that probably doesn't work. <laughs> right, think about that. <laughs> Well done, all of you. <laughs> okay, so um, the wind coming at Pentecost is a show that it's a power coming, a power you can't see, but a power that is amazing. And you think about, um, when you look out at sea, you see those, those wind turbines, don't you? And um, should be appear on the screen. There we go. You see the wind turbines, and, and the wind turbines are, are powered by the wind, and they turn the wind into electricity. Uh, and electricity then powers lots of different things you have. So... Um, Anyone, anyone have a mobile phone? Yeah, some of you got mobile phones? I'm sure some of the adults have as well, they're not, they're not joining in. Uh, with that, if you run out of power on your mobile phone, is it any good? No, it's completely useless, isn't it? Um, it's, it's like having a brick 
And who, who carries a brick around their pocket? Um, so you need power to run the mobile phone. I think we've got a TV. Yeah, none of the adults have got TVs. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> um, again, if you've got no power, your TV is just a blank picture on the wall. Who wants a blank picture on their wall? Um, it's crazy. Um, anyone got an electric car? Oh, some of you have. Okay. Um, if you've got an electric car and no electricity, it's just a lump of metal sitting in your driveway or on the street. It's useless. Um, you need power to do things. Now, Jesus said to his disciples, just before he went up to be with God in heaven, I think, Oliver, you may need to do this for me. Thank you. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, think about it. These people, um, they weren't particularly clever people. They hadn't been to university. They hadn't had a proper big education. They, hadn't, um, they weren't earning lots of money. They didn't have lots of money stashed away. They didn't have a, an army to boss around. And there's only a few of them, only a hundred or so of them. And, um, and Jesus says, I want you to go to the ends of the earth and tell people about me. And not only that, remember what, done, what the people in charge had done to Jesus? They'd had him crucified and killed. Um, they didn't really like him. And the crowds in Jerusalem had cried for him to be crucified. So this is going to be a tough ask. This, this sounded like mission impossible. And for these people, it was impossible. But God says... I will send my power on you in the Holy Spirit. Um, and without the Holy Spirit, they're as good as a phone without power. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't do God's mission. But when we pray for God's help and we ask him to empower us, then we find we can have the courage to speak about Jesus in our places of work or at school um, or in our families or wherever. We need God's power. We need to pray if we're to be effective for God to fulfill his mission impossible. Okay, so, um, we heard about the rushing wind coming, the Holy Spirit came, and then the next thing that happens, it says that there were flames of fire. Uh, and the flames of fire came down, and they came on everyone's head, everyone that was there. So, the fire came down on everyone's head that was there. Um, and in the Old Testament, um, fire was a symbol for God's presence, God being with them. And um, so we have, um, do you remember the story of Moses in the burning bush? Have you heard that story? We're going to do it in a few weeks' time here. But um, Moses was in the desert looking after his sheep and he came across this bush and the bush was on fire but the fire wasn't burning up the bush um, and God was there and God spoke to him. Now when the fire, in Pentecost, when the fire comes on people's heads, we're not told that it doesn't do any burning up of anything. Um, it may have been that after that all the apostles were bored. But probably it was a fire that didn't burn people's heads. Um, so, um, so that was that. And then when they were going through um, out of Egypt um, to be free from being slaves, God was there with them as a pillar of fire by night. And on the mountain at Mount Sinai, when he gave them the law, the, the law and the Ten Commandments, there was a fire on the mountain. It was a sign of God's presence with them. But here, the fire isn't just a fire with them. It's a fire that comes and sits on each person's head. Now, on the screen, has anyone counted how many flames there are? No, good answer. <laughs> Honest answer. Anyone want to make a guess about how many flames there are? Yeah. 52? Okay, it's a good guess. Anyone else want to make a guess? Yeah? Three. Okay, a bit more than three. <laughs> yeah. 
152. Okay, it's between the 52 and 152. Anyone else want to guess? Yep. You think free as well? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a few more than free. Yeah, Alice? Ten and a half. Okay. It's a few more than ten and a half. Okay, we've got someone back there, yep. 128. You reckon you counted them? Okay, that's, that's very close. I've, if I've done it right, <laughs> there should be 120. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, if you go back to the beginning in Acts chapter 1, it tells us that actually there are about, so maybe it's 128, uh, about 120 people meeting together when the Holy Spirit came. So it wasn't just the 12 disciples, there was a whole group, including women um, with them, including Jesus' brothers and others that believed in Jesus. And all these people had the fire come upon them. And it was a sign that God was with each of them. And God had come to dwell in each one of them. Now, when I was nine years old, which was a very, very long time ago, who's agreeing with that? <laughs> um, I, I was coming to Sunday school, like you are, um, and, I was, and I saw in the church that people, I was learning about Jesus, but I was also seeing in the church that there was a sort of real care and love amongst people in the church, and it really impressed me. And at school, um, there was a vicar that came in and spoke to us at one of our um, collective worships, and he said one day, why don't you tonight invite Jesus into your heart? And that night I went home, and I prayed a prayer and said, Jesus, come into my heart. And there wasn't a sound of a rushing wind, there wasn't fire on my head, well, I didn't notice it anyway, I, I didn't start speaking in funny languages, but I did sense in a powerful way that God had come to be with me. And in a way, the idea of inviting Jesus into your heart is a bit of a strange term, because Jesus is at God's right hand. And yet, by his Holy Spirit, Jesus does come and live with us when we believe in him. And the Holy Spirit is for everyone. And it means that everyone is involved in that, tar that mission impossible. So it says... Um, a bit later on, when Peter's explaining what's going on, he goes back to a guy in the Old Testament called Joel, and Joel says, um, in those days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. So in other words, everyone is involved. And as Christians, we're all involved in helping the people around us to come to know Jesus. So again, when you're talking with people at school, or in your workplace, or in your family, or in the club you go to, you are speaking for God. That's what being a prophet means, speaking on God's behalf, when you tell them about Jesus and what's going on. So we're all involved. In a couple of weeks, um, most of you know that I'm going on a sabbatical, so I'm going to be away from St. Luke's and St. George's for, for three months, hiding away, trying to, trying to avoid you all. <laughs> um, it's a chance for me to have a rest and a break um, to sort of recharge and re-energise, um, ready for the time ahead. Um, and some of you might think, oh, the vicar's going away, it's all going to fall apart, but that's rubbish. Because church isn't about the vicar. Church is us. All of us. We all have a part to play. We're all involved. But it's not just about everyone being involved. It's also about everyone being welcome to come and follow Jesus. 
Oliver, can you pass me with on? I mean, the power of this has gone, so. Everyone is welcome. Um, and so we know that because what happened next? We had the sound of the rushing wind, which shows the power of the Holy Spirit. We had the flames on everyone's head, showing everyone's involved. But then everyone started speaking in languages they didn't know. Um, and speaking about God, about Jesus, in a way that people that had come to visit from all sorts of different places could understand in their own language. And there were lots of people there because there's a big festival going on, so people from all over the place had come. Um, now, the last, last um, verse that we read, that was part of that Peter's sermon, is a quote from Joel. says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, is there anyone here that can speak a different language that wants to just, just say that phrase for us in their own language? I was hoping to prime people for this, but some of the people I was hoping to prime aren't even here. So you can speak in a different language, not English. You can speak French. Okay, do you know what it is in French? Bonjour. Bonjour, okay, <laughs> very good. Bonjour, okay. Give me a round of applause, go on. <laughs> well done. Can anyone say this phrase in a different language? So yeah, Parish, yeah. This is Spanish, is it? It is, it's going to be Spanish, and it says, Todas personas que llama a Dios está salvado. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. Anyone else in another language? Oh, yeah, brilliant. I could do it in German, bottom okay. right. Und es soll geschehen, wer den Namen des Herrn anrufen wird, der soll gerettet werden. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Anyone else? Oh, some of the people that come sometimes aren't, aren't here. I was hoping to be more of more non-European languages as well. But there's some languages on there as well. I can't remember what they all are. I think it's Czech and Polish and Ghanaian, German and Spanish, I think, roughly. Okay, so there's lots of different languages and they all spoke in different languages. And that doesn't happen normally when people become Christians, but it was, happened that first time to show that what Jesus had told them to do, that mission impossible to go to the ends of the earth, was true that he would give them power to tell the gospel to people that were far, far away. It spoke all sorts of weird and wonderful languages for them. I mean, for them, what we speak would be weird and wonderful. Um, and tell them about Jesus. The Holy Spirit helps us to do that. And for us, it's great that we can welcome people from all sorts of cultures and backgrounds um, and be part of our churches here in Ramsgate. And um, I often say, I think I said this last week, that um, across St. Luke's and St. George's, um, people that come, we've got representatives from every continent in the world apart from Antarctica. Still working on that one. <laughs> and which is fantastic because it shows that the gospel has gone to the ends of the earth. And... Um, but actually, are we thinking about the people around us that, or the groups of people, the types of people that maybe don't know Jesus and follow Jesus? People that may be quite different to us in, in a sort of subculture way. Um, are we thinking about how we can help them come to know Jesus and follow him? Because everyone is welcome to follow Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you want everyone to be involved by the power of your Spirit. We thank you that you, by the Spirit, want to us to reach out with the good news about Jesus to everyone in the world, no matter what their background. Help us to pray for your power and to speak to those you bring, bring to us and you call us to go to, to tell about Jesus, trusting that you give us the power to do so by your Spirit. Amen. <laughs>